So when are you going to review your strategy? Don't just do it once a year when you go through your annual planning, right? You need to have a formal review of that strategy. And then the question is, okay, when, but also who? Who should be in a review meeting, right? What is that process? What is that cadence? What is that governance of your strategy? And think about it in a governance terms. Welcome to Innovation Talks. Join us weekly as we discuss with distinguished industry guests how to refine and improve corporate innovation and new product development. Hosted by Paul Heller, Sophion Chief Evangelist. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm glad you joined me again. I hope you're all having a great week. I wanted to talk this week about executing on strategy. In other words, making sure that we're achieving our strategy. And we'll do it from the lens of innovation because that's why we're here. And what I want to share with you are eight different ideas or suggestions on how to be better at executing against strategy. Because we have all the statistics. We've talked about it in this podcast before. There's plenty of of information out there. Companies struggle to be good at executing on strategy. Right? They're probably pretty good at creating strategy, but the actual achievement of the strategy is really difficult. And what can we do as innovation professionals to help improve the results of, of achieving strategy? Now, I'm talking about strategy as a singular term, but we know there are many strategies. In fact, there shouldn't be too many. Right? You can only have a handful of strategies that you can realistically achieve as a company. So if you had a list of 20 strategies, you're probably doing something wrong. But one strategy, you're probably also doing something wrong, but, but maybe not. So I'm using the singular term, but think now strategies, uh, each strategy doing something similar. So the first one that I'd like to offer and propose is how you define and capture your strategy. So we certainly have the one, the one sentence description. We have the paragraph that describes the strategy. So we got a name, a label of the strategy, and then we have the description. And, you know, I, I, if you're like me, those are hard to create sometimes, especially the description, because you want to get it really clear and crisp. And so that's important. And put that in your innovation management system. But there's more. You should be able to define your objectives for your strategy, and even down into something like OKRs, objective key results, because that's going to tell you the value of your strategy. It's going to be the way you know that you were successful. When you're successful, this is the value to the company. This is what we're going to get in return for executing on the strategy. You need to know that. In your definition of your strategy, you also need to think about metrics and KPIs, key performance indicators, because that's how you will measure if you're making progress on your strategy, right? So what are those it's different from the OKRs, right? The OKRs are the measure of what comes out. The KPIs in this example are the measure of making progress towards the strategy. I've never seen a strategy that didn't have documentation in one way or another around it. Research reports, background material, uh, reference material, PowerPoints, spreadsheets, what have you. So you should store that documentation with your strategy. Don't store it somewhere else. Keep it with the strategy, and that way it's right there handy as part of the strategy. You know, we're going to talk later on about doing a projects or bringing products to market. 
having access to that documentation could be very helpful when it comes time to launch a product that's supporting a given strategy. You don't have to recreate some of that documentation. In the United States, we talk about something called an elevator message. So what that means for you who are not familiar with it is imagine you got in an elevator and somebody else walked in and the door closed and that person asked you about the strategy. What would you say in the time you have from when that elevator door closes until you reach whatever floor you're headed to and it opens up? And, okay, it's not that precise, but in in a 30-second statement, what would you say for your strategy? And you need to be good at that. You need to really know what that is. The whole organization should understand what that elevator message is. It's a great way to get sharp on your strategy when you have to present it in 30 seconds. Think about a brochure. Put a brochure together for your strategy. You know, I go to a lot of websites, and the strategies sometimes are right there on the website, right? You can go find sustainability or agricultural type of of strategies or what have you, and it's right there on the website. Well, even if you're not putting your strategy on your website, Think about creating a brochure for internal use. That way people can understand what that strategy is. You don't have to post it on the walls if you don't want to, but but have that brochure. Send it around. Another item in the definition of your strategy would be the resource and investment required, right? So so capture that at a high level. Go, go as low as you can or as low as you feel you need to, but you don't have to be perfect here. And when you think about your strategy, you should be thinking about how you're going to roll out your strategy, right? It, maybe it's geographically based. We're going to first roll out products in Europe that, that demonstrate our ability for sustainability. And then we're going to the United States. And then maybe we're going to do somewhere else in the world. That might be a way you're going to roll out the strategy. Or it might be in certain product lines. We're going to roll it out in our kitchen appliances first. And then we're going to roll it out in these other product lines. So, When you think about the resource and investment, you might want to think about it in those groupings. So to say, okay, for example, when we roll this out in North America or when we roll this out in this product line, here's the resource or investment we're going to make. And again, high level. So that was all part of number one, defining and capturing your strategy. Number two, ownership. You should be really clear about who owns the strategy and who are the stakeholders in the strategy. So who needs to be kept aware and abreast of the progress of that strategy? Those would be the stakeholders. Who owns it? Who's responsible for it? That would be the ownership. Ownership should have one name in particular, but then might have a team of people who are responsible and own the strategy. Number three, governance, process review, cadence, So when are you going to review your strategy? Don't just do it once a year when you go through your annual planning, right? You need to have a formal review of that strategy. And then the question is, okay, when, but also who? Who should be in a review meeting, right? What is that process? What is that cadence? What is that governance of your strategy? And think about it in a governance terms. Number four, Consider putting together an action plan. Even when at the highest level, when you first create your strategy, how are you going to achieve that? Right? That's your action plan. 
So now we've gone far beyond a strategy with a label and a description, a one-paragraph description, right? We're getting all this information about the strategy. And if you do this, then you have more awareness of your strategy. People can connect to how they will fit into the strategy, especially when you have things like an action plan. And I'm not talking a project plan. I'm not talking a lot of detail about what and when and who. Just a general action plan of these are the things we're going to do. A list of actions for the strategy. Number five. Might make sense. It might not. To consider a risk management approach as well. So capturing up front the risks around the strategy. Probably in two categories. The risks of achieving the strategy and the risks related to not achieving the strategy. Now, sometimes that's more important than the risks related to achieving the strategy. And, and, and how are you going to capture those? How are you going to report on those? How are you going to mitigate those? Right, That's standard risk management. But it might make sense uh, you know, for your strategy to, uh, to, to, to put that in. Maybe certain strategies don't, or maybe that doesn't fit your style, but it's something to consider. Number six, how about scorecards? You know, we do scorecards when we're doing product development, uh, especially in the early phases where we want to just take a gut feel of likelihood of commercial success, likelihood of technology success, and we ask ourselves some base questions. Well, those also fit for strategies. Right, So you can make a scorecard around the likelihood of success of the strategy or the likelihood of organizational readiness of the strategy, those kind of things. Number seven, okay, now you have your strategy and it needs to be captured. It needs to be all in one place. You need a single source of truth to be able to get to all that information I just spoke about. Now, you want to tie your initiatives, your projects, your products, whatever language you're using to that strategy, right? And you want, so you have to think about how will you indicate that a given product supports a strategy, right? Will that be just, just a sentence? Well, sometimes people forget about that. Sometimes it's nice to just have a, a few sentences written in that say how that product supports a strategy. But remember the metrics, the KPIs that we spoke about earlier that are in the strategy definition? Well, now, what about at the initiative level, the project level, the product level? So we're talking about qualitative and quantitative data that ties that initiative back to that strategy. So what data matters? How does whatever data we're collecting support the, the KPIs, the OKRs? So now we have good definition of how this, this, this product or this initiative will support that particular strategy. Now, if you're following a, a structured approach, like most of us are, let's say a gated approach, well, now you want to have some documentation, maybe some deliverables that relate to strategy assessment, strategy definition. And you want to make sure at the gate meeting that you're actually reviewing those. So in the gates, you're discussing how does this particular product support the strategy. I know this sounds pretty basic, but when we get busy and we all start working, do we remember to step back and have that discussion of strategy at the review points in the, in, in the project? A lot of times we don't, right? So it's important to make sure that it's baked in to whatever innovation processes you have as well. And finally, number eight. So now that you have a strategy, 
and now you have initiatives or projects or products tied to that strategy, what you basically have is a portfolio. So now take a portfolio approach, right? Portfolio management, portfolio rebalancing, portfolio reporting of that strategy, right? So the strategy, imagine a strategy dashboard that describes the strategy, has the definition there, has the documents available if somebody wanted to look at it, has high-level statement of investment and resource required, uh, those KPIs, those OKRs, they're in there. Uh, clearly, I see who the owners are. That should be on the dashboard, so I know who to talk to. Now, when I create a, a, a new product offering or some kind of project to, to bring a product to market, I should be able to, to go back and easily access and review that information. If I'm on a strategy side, I should see that information in my dashboard, but I should also see the initiatives then that are tied to my strategy. And bringing forth that key data we just spoke about, even those one or two sentences which describe how the in initiative or how the new product supports the strategy should be in that report sitting in that dashboard for, for the strategy. So that's the portfolio thinking, the portfolio analysis around strategy. So there you have it, eight ideas, uh, things you can think about doing that will help you do a better job at capturing your strategy, making your strategy visible, making your strategy more complete, bringing it down into the projects now that are working on that strategy, uh, the regular review of those, the, the cadence, all of those things we talked about will bring more awareness to your ability to get to that strategy and be successful in that strategy. So thanks a lot for joining me. I hope you found that valuable. And I look forward to talking again next week. Take care, everybody. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week for Innovation Talks with Paul Heller. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For additional information on today's topic, check out sophion.com, S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com, where you will find plenty of innovation-centric content and corporate best practices. If you'd like to discuss anything with Paul or would like to get in touch with the show, email us at talks at sophion.com.